Bitcoin boys, your average everyday crypto bros. That's right. It's Andy, a.k.a. producer, by the way, or producer BTW on Twitter. And sitting across from me is Daniel Gutierrez. That's right. I didn't stutter. Right That's here. right. Some of you may know me as Tim, but that's about it. At D Gutierrez84 uh, on all social media, if you guys want to follow. And I'm actually really active on Twitter. Yes. Uh, you, are, you are super active in the comedy. By comparison to what I used to be, yeah. I'm really excited now. And also, if you're a gamer and just like retro gaming posts, anything, that's my personal Twitter at producer, yeah. by the way. I feel like you make up hashtags. I think I've commented on one of yours that you make up hashtags. I'm like, I this is hashtags. not a real thing. No, all of them have been <laughs> real. No way. All the gaming, which one? Welcome to Saturn Day or something. Sega, okay, Saturn Day is on Saturdays in the retro gaming Twitter. Yeah. I'm not joking. Well, I, yeah. You put up three things and I went, this is not a real console, this is not a real Saturday. hashtag, and this is not a real uh, game. Saturday. Even though I know they're all real, but it's just ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous, but I've kind of, it's been really cool because people in that scene kind of like uh, reflect back to a lot of nostalgia and they talk about these games you forgot. And mm -hmm. some, and I've been kind of sharing these games I played and remember. Uh, and I have a vast uh, library of like games I played, which I was lucky enough. But anyway... We have a really packed show today uh, from, of course, Nye is coming on to talk block news with us. And, of course, uh, also our partner BitNinja is going to join us to announce the winner of our awesome voicemail contest. Yes. Uh, which would give you a chance to be a guest host and a crypto crate from BitNinja. Now, just because the contest is over doesn't mean that the phone number is gone. You can still call in at 424-372-7437. Again, Four two four three seven two seven four three seven. So just give us a call, leave a message, and we'll just play them. Just have fun. You can ask a question. You can call in. Uh, just be fun on on certain uh, really on under certain under the influence of certain chemicals. Like you're gonna buy it here soon. Yeah. Um, but it's fun. Or you can go to thecoinboys.com, email us, um, and we are starting our own little kind of. We're trying to do like a little bit of a newsletter. So if you want to uh, subscribe to that. You can just go join the coin family right there. Right. Right on the website. It says join the coin family. And of course, we are iTunes is a huge outlet for us. Uh, SoundCloud always available for the podcast. Uh, we do have the blogs now and are doing a lot more news oriented stuff on the website. And we are doing follow up blogs for a lot of the podcasts as well. Uh, I know it's Tuesday later in the evening. We do plan on doing our Monday, Tuesday uh, episodes, but today because we had a holiday yesterday, uh, we got this really great episode, and uh, we just wanted to remind you at the top that we're here to help push growth, adoption, uh, positivity in the space. Whether it is talking to projects we are uncertain about or talking to projects we feel good about, yes, we kind of want to take everything. And we also, I know it's been a bear market and slow. We have our door wide open for new people. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, more importantly, let's get right into this. Uh, we have Adam from Bit Ninja Supply on the line right now. We're talking contest. What's up, Adam? Thanks for coming on, man. Hey, hey, how you guys doing? Pretty good, man. Uh, so we've been we've been excited to uh, to actually uh, have you on the show for a little while. Yeah, because uh, you've been a part you've been partnered with us for a little while now. Yeah, and we talk about all you right. all the time, but. Dude, Adam, just before we get into the contest uh, winner and all that jazz, can you just uh, give us a little bit about what you're doing in the space with uh, your website and your merchandise and stuff? Oh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. I, um, you know, last year came into crypto probably like most of the people in the space loved 
everything about it. And uh, I realized that uh, not everybody I knew around me loved it as much as I did. So uh, I came up with the idea to make merchandise to help spread adoption, to start conversations. Um, so if you go to bitnewsupply.com, there's all kinds of um, crypto-related merchandise on there, from T-shirts to onesies, hats. And I enjoy the community. So, um, I mean, that's where you guys came in. You, know, we, you guys and a couple others. Um, partnered up with you and got your merch on the website because um, I'd like to be involved with all of you. Yeah, and uh, obviously you've been involved in this kind of uh, silly and fun uh, voicemail uh, guest host Crypto Crate contest. So before yeah. I go further, can you just give us a little description of what a Crypto Crate is? Yeah, Crypto Crate. So my kids get these boxes in the mail for Harry Potter randomly every other month, and they're just filled with random Harry Potter stuff, which gave me the idea for a crypto related box. Cause I, I'm a nerd like that. And I like crypto stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's just a miscellaneous crypto merch all in one box. It's random stuff. Um, you pay a set fee and the box gets shipped to you. It's, um, I, I plan on making it a monthly subscription right now. It's, uh, as I get, the uh, the merchant stock, I sell them individually. So they're kind of like limited editions right now, I guess you could say. Nice. And we are giving one away to this winner who we do have. Now, uh, if people didn't know about this contest or you happen to miss it, it was simple. You call our phone number, which was 424, or which is 424-372-7437. You leave a voicemail, anything. And we got a lot of people calling with funny messages to some serious questions. And by the way, yes. Um, by the way, this is the reason why I started, the, why I really wanted to get a phone number for our show His because messages. I really wanted just to hear from people. Whatever you want to talk about, doesn't matter. Why sure. not? Uh, and you guys pulled through, thank goodness, with a, with a message like this. All righty. So after throwing everything in you can possibly think of, uh, after about 15 seconds, you're ready for the last step, which is the addition of the weed, of course, because we're going to get the phytonutrients in there. You're going to get your medication right on the nachos. So this is the most important step, all right? Watch closely, all right? Okay. Uh, that number's good for about 11 more seconds. All right. Good luck. I don't know what that was. All right. <laughs> that was so awesome. First now, off, I can't tell if it is someone doing a voice or they're recording like from a TV. I can't it tell. It has to be a voice. Somebody's doing a voice because I don't see anybody on TV saying put <laughs> weed on their nachos. And yeah, that was really good. That was brilliant. Thank I you for that. Right. You made me cry tears as I was listening to that. All right, here's another one for you. Andy, 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 Andy. Uh, it's a gloomy uh, day in New York City today. Uh, oh, this is Cody, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cody. Actually, it's a guy. Uh, we know Cody. We actually met Cody at WCC. I, I actually have fun with Cody because he's known for his uh, close-up reaction uh, tweets. You ever see that where he like posts like his face and he says something that doesn't mean anything, or you just hear a noise? Yes. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I love stole, it. I've, I've tried to steal it. So anyway, I like to have fun with him when he posts those. I always kind of troll him, and uh, he loves cats. So uh, shout out to you, Cody. Thanks so much for, for, for calling. That was sweet. Here's another one. 
Hi, this is um, this is Luke. I just wanted to say hi. I don't I don't know. I haven't seen your podcast. I like Adam though. I'm sort of secretly in love with him. Not secretly, like openly, outwardly, like a blatantly homosexual for Adam. Anyway, I want one of those uh, crypto grapes, whatever. Um, if you could kind of pad the poll numbers and stuff and make sure I win, that would be awesome. Might have been drinking paint thinner since noon yesterday. Bye. I love you. Uh, excellent job there, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> uh, um, that man, uh, thanks for the paint thinner conversation. I didn't realize that that's what happens when you're on paint thinners. I always wanted to know, um, but he, he wanted a crypto great so bad. <laughs> he did. Uh, that was a little silly. Here's another one. Hi. I saw the Adventist man online for the uh, corn boys, uh, the boys of the corns. Uh, well, I just want to say, keep doing what you're doing. It's beautiful. Uh, we love you guys. And, uh, well, have a good day. That was sweet. <gasps> that was, that was very you. kind. It was very Th- beautiful. Thank you, gentlemen, who did a voice of I a woman. I saw the advertisement. <laughs> it was greatest. <laughs> Uh, so what did you think of some of those were just our fun ones. We had a bunch of other ones that were pretty fun, too. And there were some other questions. We did have an episode earlier that we did answer a couple that had some questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to them and shout out to everyone that called. Now, we didn't have a randomization thing here. We just went with our heart and we just went with what we went with the, the now we could have picked a crazy one that yes. was funny we absolutely could just want you guys to know that funny is funny anyway I want to throw to our winner of our guest host Crypto Crate Bit Ninja Coin Boys Extravaganza Contest whatever you want to call it how we fit that on a banner we don't know can I put that on a thumbnail <laughs> no way sir here's our winner what's going on Andy and Tim this is Armando Valencioni Full name, Armando Joseph Carlo Balancioni. If you want to go Guido, it's Armando Giuseppe Carlo Balancioni, a.k.a. the Crypto Turp, sign language interpreter by education, crypto nerd enthusiast, evangelist, all the other happy horse crap uh, by choice. Uh, this is the future. This is the revolution, and I'm all about it. Uh, if you play, let's see, a question for you. What can uh, new people do? If you were uh, brand new to the space, what would you tell yourself if you were just getting started in the space right now? What would be the people you'd listen to, subscribe to, obviously besides the Coinboys podcast, but how would you get brand new you started today? That'd be my question. Uh, God bless you guys. Have a great night. Thanks. God bless you, sir. God bless you. First off, Armando. Armando. Congratulations. I can say your name. Can you say Daniel? (laughs) Daniel. Right. He called you Tim. (laughs) He says, I like it. Wait, did he say Adam or Ed? He said Andy. Andy and Tim. Andy and Tim. I don't know how. I don't know how. But but thanks, Armando. (laughs) And congrats for winning. (laughs) So, Armando, you win a crypto crate. You also uh, will talk about uh, getting you a guest host spot on the show. We could just pick a date. Uh, One thing I do ask for is when you get the crypto crate from BitNinja, you must take a photo with it. And uh, I'd like, you know, just so that we could share it on social media and, and, and show proof. Yeah. That we love our fans. Yeah, and, and mostly clothed photo would be fine. Mostly. <laughs> it's okay. Now, let's answer this question that our awesome winner asked us. Uh, and we're going to start with Adam. Adam, how, as Armando said, what do you look for in the space? Like, who do you recommend for anyone that's new? Like, I don't even know if he just meant just people to recommend, but just 
how would you how would you help someone coming into the space? Uh, I think it all goes back to the uh, D Y O R. Do your own research, and so you have to enter the crypto space with that mentality and just look for authentic people that line up with what you believe in and and what you're interested in. There's so many different coins and projects out there. Um, it's hard to like recommend one over another, but I just gravitate towards people I connect with like you guys. And there's other projects that I'm involved with as well. That seem to be authentic people that are, you know, caring, loving, real. And we have the same interest because we all like crypto. That'd be my, my advice is only listen to the coin boys podcast at all times, 24 <laughs> hours a day, no other place else to go. Just kidding. But we do have a lot of people in the space that we love. Uh, there's people like that are funny, like Crypto Breakfast, who's been on the show. Uh, good friends like Crypto Stash, who hasn't been on the show yet, or he has, yes. uh, but he'll be on in the future. Uh, we even have really great friends that we love, like Crypto Sanity, who's a big memer you know, in the Twitter space. We have projects we're friends with, like Engine Coin Wax. And I want you, but I want you to hear, because I'm kind of on the same line as, as Andy in terms of we're saying friends. And same thing, Adam said friends as well. Um, mm -hmm. going to the the web, you're gonna find so many different things. Uh, I feel we're pretty unique in terms of style. I feel we're pretty unique in terms of in terms of how you know what we talk about. We're also learning directly from the people. We're asking questions. Um, there are a couple of podcasts that do similar to what we do. Um, the rest of the stuff is really technological. I feel like a lot of the stuff that you're going to get that, that is valid, that is that is of any use, is, is really full of technology. So what I would recommend more so is finding a group on Twitter, finding people that you trust, finding people that, you're, that you can converse with, and actually go to a few meetups. Go to a few of those, um, like a blockchain beach, where you can actually be there and ask questions. If you can afford to go to some sort of convention or some sort of uh, thing like that, depending on which one or um depending on which one because wcc was was nuts expensive but it was definitely worth it to go if you could go um you can and and the beautiful thing about about uh, about this is you don't actually have to really go to anywhere else except for the actual website there's always a community there's always a uh, there's always somebody there that can answer your questions about a project and that's where i didn't really take advantage of i didn't become a part of a community and so I would highly recommend that. Uh, so, Adam, just before you head off, because we, we have an awesome uh, other guest on the show. We have Nye uh, on the deck here. Uh, could you tell us where we could find you and all that good jazz? Yep. I'm on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Ninja Supply. You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Adam Snyder. And um, you can always contact me through email, owner at BitNinjaSupply.com. Um, I'm open to... Anything, conversation to partnerships, interested in becoming a Bit Ninja affiliate, get a hold of me. Awesome, dude. Adam, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, thanks so much for coming on again, and we'll talk to you very soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Man, Adam is awesome. I'm really glad that we have him. Yeah, again, if you want to go to Bit, uh, Bit go Ninja. see the merchandise, you can go to thecoinboys.com, click on merchandise, and we'll send you right over to his website. Or even the partners page will bring you over to his website as well. His logo's right there. There's always places. There's to access places. to go anywhere. Let's get into the meat of our episode, and let's bring on our special guest, and that's Nye. Dude, what's up? Thanks for joining us today. No worries, guys. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Yeah, so uh, how's it going, man? I mean, uh, kind of like beginning of 2019, we've kind of got into it a little bit. Just, uh, you know, how, how's the start of the new year so far? 
It's not bad, man. It's not bad. I'm having a good time. Been to a couple events already, launched a podcast, and uh, yeah, man, ready to take over. Let's do it. Really quickly, uh, for those who, do, who, for whoever doesn't know, uh, Nye, I don't know how, because if you are in crypto Twitter at all, he's all over your feed. It's amazing. Um, it, it's so interesting. How do you feel like when you when you tweet and it just kind of blows up? Has that like, has the has the has that feeling of oh my god, got, kind of like gone away, or do you still get surprised at when things blow up on you? Um, sometimes I get surprised still. Um, the first few were like super, super surprising and I've kind of gotten to the place now where I'm like, okay, that's cool. But some of them just blow up and get like a thousand, five hundred or 2000 likes. I'm just like, holy shit. Like I didn't, <laughs> yeah, I didn't think, I didn't, I didn't think people would respond like that, but that's, that's always cool. Yeah. It's always nice. Yeah. That's cool. So let's, uh, just, you know, maybe some people don't know a lot about your background, but before crypto, like what did you do? Did you have some other direction you were going into before crypto kind of came up and I guess you can kind of lead into how that kind of got you to crypto as well. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it's a lot of different things, right? So, um, I started, I bought my first Bitcoin back in like 2012, 2013, never really took it seriously back then. Uh, was on a completely different path we weren't buying it to invest. We were just buying it to buy things online. And, um, and so then I, I, I bought it, I messed around with it. I, I learned a little bit more about like Litecoin and what, what the whole thing was in 2014. Um, but mind you, I was like just out of college at this point. So I was like maybe 21, 22. Um, and I didn't spend any time on it back then, like very, very little, just learned a little bit, moved on. I didn't have a direction for my life. You know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, um, where I wanted to go or anything. So from the period between 2013-14 timeframe and uh, 2017 when I went back into crypto full time, I just did a bunch of different things, man. I, I, uh, I, uh, I've written a few books. I uh, taught our guided meditations. Um, I made some mobile applications. Um, I was just kind of experimenting. That into- is a huge variety, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. There's a huge variety. I traveled the world. I, I went to like India and Costa Rica and Thailand, a bunch of different places, you know. And I was just kind of experimenting um, with 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 a bunch of different things, with figuring out what I wanted to do, like with life, you know. And during that time frame, I also went through some super super fucking challenging times. Really pushed my mental capacity, my emotional capacity, broke me down very very heavily, um, and uh got me to a place where I was working in, in, in kitchens and and learning how to actually take care of myself, learning how to keep a day job, learning how to like build an income, pay rent, things like that, things that I, I had uh, had never gone through before in life. And, um, and and as I was going through all of those things, it was more of a, a place for me and a time for me to say, what do I want to do like with the next X years of my life? Like I, I had, I had done a lot of things. I had been broken down emotionally and, and I got to this place where I'm, I'm working in a kitchen. And while, while I, I didn't enjoy it, I also realized that it was where I needed to be. It was what I needed to do. And, uh, while I was working in the kitchen, my buddy hit me up and he was like, Hey man, um, Bitcoin's popping off. Cryptocurrency's popping off. You should check this stuff out again. And, um, and I did, and, and I, I started to get back into it, started to invest and the rest is kind of history from there, man. That's cool. And then, uh, now you have, uh, some, a company, right. Called elevated district. 
I do. I do. So I, I have my company, Elevated District. What we do is is marketing and consulting services for crypto companies. So pretty much I come in, I help a company with their branding. I help them with their community building. I help them with their social media marketing and their messaging and their strategy uh, behind the scenes. And uh, yeah, I help these companies create a strategic plan and a strategic vision that's going to help them uh, become effective and relevant in the space. Awesome, man. I have, I do have a question though. You blew up uh, on Twitter, and I want to know what when was the what at what point did you kind of gain momentum in the space to where you are now? What um what do you think was the catalyst for that? Um, so I started my Twitter like really started taking it seriously in March, like the very beginning of March of 2018. Um, and I literally had I think like 500 followers, maybe a thousand, but I'm pretty sure I was under a thousand at that point. Uh, and it was just a, for fun, man. It was just a, it was kind of like a joke account, and a couple of my buddies were throwing names around. They're like uh, uh, Shilliam Shatner, you know, Shill Farrell, <laughs> and, and someone someone in in the group chat said Shill Nye, the crypto guy, and I was like, dude, that is fucking epic. Can I use that? And he was like, yeah, you can go go for it, bro, go for it. And um, and so it started off as like a as a as a meme account as a joke account, and then all of a sudden people started to like really like the things that I was posting, and I started to share more of who I was as a person and my thoughts, my opinions, my perceptions, and people people dug them, you know. And um, so I started to take the account more seriously. As you can see, I've I've evolved from uh, Shil Nye. Uh, with uh, uh, a Bill Nye avatar and, and uh, Bitcoin eyes to wearing a mask and to being fully doxxed and, and sharing with everybody who I am. Yeah. Um, I do remember when you had the, the Bill Nye, the Bill Nye eyes, uh, sorry, the Bill yeah. Nye, Bitcoin eyes. And then I met you in person actually before you were doxxed uh, or you doxxed, you doxxed yourself. Um, and I was like, why isn't he? And when I saw him, I was like, why isn't he using his own picture? Like, he'll probably get a lot more followers just because you're a good looking guy, man. You're a good looking guy. But, oh, well, thank you, sir. But I, I was like, that was, I was like, no, I've never seen somebody go the reverse with their avatars. But here's the thing that you did that was different than a lot of people that are, you know, dot, that don't want to be seen is that in person, even though you were, you know, wearing a mask on social media, we met you in person and you weren't wearing a mask. Like, we got to meet you, you know? So I thought that was cool at the time but now it's you know it's great that you're in the open i'm sure you feel better where you're more free about it you don't have to worry about that anymore i mean how does that feel like just kind of like not worrying about it anymore i mean the the main thing for me was like it had gotten to the point where i was going to all of these events everyone like anyone who went to an event like in asia or or any crypto event and i was there like you'd meet me you know you would know who i am like it was it was no longer uh, fun to be anonymous. It was actually became the opposite. So in the beginning, it was really fun. I'd throw on a mask. I'd do a live stream. I'd have all these people in my live stream being like, why are you wearing a mask? Um, and then it just became uh, more burdens- burdensome than anything. You know, I'd, I'd be at uh, like, like parties and, and people would be taking photos or doing live streams and like I'd have to like kind of hide my face you know mm-hmm. um, and it just got too stressful and I realized like it was it was just it was just time to move so it's it's been good so far um, I like it I enjoy it. it it's much less stressful to me to have to worry about like who's taking a photo and, and where do I need to be positioned properly yeah uh, which I know because I Andy and I have been in 
the entertainment industry. I don't know if Andy's ever worked with anybody who's like really super private. Have you ever dealt with um, a, a celebrity or anything like that? Not as well. I've dealt with celebrities that are private, but not like but where like, they're hiding in public kind of thing. I have, I have, and it's just it's so annoying. So much work, so much more work than than necessary. But I can understand the need for it. Um, but uh, but it's different when you're doing it yourself versus when you have an entourage doing it for you. <laughs> so totally, and I mean, the, I do kind of miss the mask a little bit, to be honest with you. Like that show was fun because I'd go to crypto conferences, I'd be in like full blown conversations with people, and they like some people would literally be like, "Yo, you ever heard of like Shil Nye's? Like, like I like his tweets, you know?" <laughs> and I'd just be like, "Yeah, yeah, totally." I could walk anywhere and in That's in a funny. crypto scene, and no one would know who I am, you know. And I I, I did like that aspect. That is, that is that is true that there I forgot that there is a like a kind of fun side to that that kind of world or how you how you treat it that way. Well, you can still create a ghost account and redo it again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, man, thanks so much for joining us on this weekly episode. So we we like to uh, jump into a, a section of the show that we like to call block news, just kind of general current topics. So we're gonna throw right into that. <laughs> Uh, and I think the first thing, uh, did you hear about the Bitmain shutdown news? It was like, a, was it a week or so ago, uh, Nye, where they were shutting down a big Bitmain plant in Texas and Amsterdam and a few other places. But Daniel, you have a correction on that. Yeah. Um, we reported that because that's what it was reported. And they even had quotes from from uh, politicians in the area saying it's a big regret, yada, yada, yada. Turns out Bitmain put out their own blog and said not only are they open still going to be open in Texas and still going to go forward with their uh, plant in Texas, but they are also opening up one in Washington as well. So what I what I want to get at, what I'm trying to get out of this story or what I'm trying to get out of this is, well, number one, we want to make sure we report facts, not fiction. So uh, that's one thing. Two, um, this is definitely a, a thing where you really can't trust even we do go past the headline we do read the whole article and we do see multiple articles and often they say the same thing but still it was wrong and it's just it's very annoying but you know it just means that we as a people have to do more even more work when we're looking into news and looking into things like that um uh and we also have to be careful what we take in as, as to what we take seriously so i was um a quick question for you and I is because you've been in the space long enough and I'm and I know you read plenty of crypto news. When you see certain announcements and certain things like that, like what do you what do you take seriously and what do you just kind of push off to the wayside? Um, I mean it just depends, you know. It depends upon like how uh how relevant the information is, you know, how how good the sources actually are. Um, in a case like that, to be honest, I haven't even heard about the Bitmain thing in Texas yet. That that hasn't even hit my radar. I heard something about Bitmain recently. Um, but there's just so much news going on, man. And, and it's so interesting to see because, like, for example, Haven Protocol, what was that yesterday, uh, did a potential exit scam. Uh, most likely not an exit scam, but it's most likely where the developers are just kind of giving up. It just wasn't working. The team wasn't collaborating. But the matter of fact is, like, that's going to be forgotten by – I mean – kind of already is forgotten by the day, if it will 100% be forgotten by the weekend. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
how much like weight do I give news articles? Uh, I give them weight in the present moment. They're relevant for probably 30 minutes to an hour. They're, they're highly relevant. And then they're probably like uh, moderate, moderately relevant for the next day or two. Um, but unless it's something like what happened in 2017 with uh, China potentially, quote unquote, banning uh, cryptocurrency and, and banning uh, exchanges and things like that, uh, right now, there isn't much news, positive or negative, that's going to have a huge effect on my opinions of the market or the market itself. Maybe. I mean, I think sometimes they're just like nowadays in the bear market, I think a lot of headlines are they're just like it's almost like they're pulling teeth to like bring positive news. And, and sometimes it gets to the point where maybe that news isn't really correct. I mean, in this case, it wasn't positive, but I'm talking about like other news. Like a few weeks ago, I had caught that. I don't know if you heard about the Monero Fortnite thing. Uh, Nye, where, where uh, Monero, there was this news article saying Fortnite accepts Monero um, and it's a adoption. Boom. It's great. Uh, did you hear anything about that? Yeah, of course. Oh man, that was that was a huge, huge news. You know, um, I mean, it wasn't huge news in in the relevancy of of it's going to change the price of Monero or anything like that. But it was it was it was big in in the potential uh, adoption of of mainstream. And what I mean by that is it was just it was overhyped. Right. You know, people were t- were talking about it all all, all week, um, and then literally, I think less than seven days later, uh, they they were like, "Whoops, this was a mistake. This wasn't supposed to happen," and they pulled it. Exactly. So it's, so it's pretty interesting. Yeah, that was like a recent story that I actually caught it during it happening. I was like, because I play Fortnite, I was like, really? They're accepting it and blah, blah, blah. So I did my research and I told Daniel, like, something's weird here. I don't know. And why would it just didn't make any sense. So now here we are. Uh, with again again and and you didn't hear about this news but they're a huge you know you've heard a bit main they're a huge mining company and and well known and to say that they shut down places and then it turns out they weren't shut down that's like really f- not i don't know if it's even fud it's just like what is going on are you even reporting correct like news yeah that's <laughs> that's where it comes down to is like so what i'm trying to do now or what i want to do for our website uh from this point forward is like if we get news i want to like take a week to vet to kind of you know, at least do heavy research. And just like I said, it would only, you know, in a week, it could be gone. And then I want to, I want to see what's still relevant. I want to see what still sticks. And I want to see how people are reacting before I put out a news on our webs, any news on our website. So we can kind of make sure everything's all in line. Um, Because I I want, um, we're going to go into our next story, but the next story I wanted to report on like immediately on the, on the website. And thank God I didn't because so many different things happened right after that. Right. And then, uh, now we're going to move on to our next story, which Daniel wants to get to, which is about, I'm sure you heard about Coinstar now selecting Bitcoin as an option to be get, get paid out, right? Uh, you heard about that one? Uh, no, I haven't heard about the Coinstar. This is thing very yet. recent, too, like a couple days ago. I it think. was uh, it was this week, or sorry, yeah. it was last week. Uh, so and I actually took a video that we'll be posting on our website real soon. Okay. Um, but Coins, so CoinMe, which is a company I had never heard of until today. Have you heard of uh, CoinMe, Nye, by chance? No, no, I have not. I have. Apparently, they struck a deal with Coinstar to basically there. They are a what CoinMe is is they are a Bitcoin ATM company, and they struck the deal with Coinstar to basically turn every single Coinstar in California, Washington, and a few other states into Bitcoin ATMs. But here's Interesting. the here's the thing. But is it is it payout? You mean so? No. Oh, you mean you could actually like just. So here's the thing. Oh, okay. So sorry, it's really freaking confusing the way the, the way they kind of propose it. 
you I thought I could take my daughter's change. I have a little piggy bank here for my daughter that I'm kind of like, you know, uh, she's only one. So I want to kind of grow it. Into, it's like a college fund or whatever fund she will need. So I just think it'll be interesting. But I wanted to take that that whole thing and dump it into the coin store and get Bitcoin. You can't. Oh, you can't at all. So you would have to if you wanted to turn your change into Bitcoin, you would have to dump your change, get the cash from the store and that already has a has a eleven uh, percent, um, an eleven percent uh, fee, when you do when you take your change to cash. So and then you put that cash, take the cash from the from the from the cashier. You go to the uh, to the side of the coin star, and there's like a little slot to put in all your bills, and you can buy up to twenty five hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin, which would be awesome still. And that's another fee by the, by the way on top of that, which would be awesome still. But it's not anonymous. You get a uh, a receipt to go to coinme.com you have to put in your social security you have to put in all your information and then you can claim your bitcoin okay to me this is bs <laughs> i feel like it's they're trying to like extremely centralize uh bitcoin or they're trying to just really i don't know what they're trying to do it just didn't make any sense to me it doesn't uh, it doesn't make things easier for the consumer at all and it's um and it kind of completely takes away the whole i know bitcoin isn't anonymous but you could still you don't have to give your social security to everybody you shouldn't have to give your social security to everybody when you're handling the bitcoin do you have to give your social security when you're buying gold i don't think so i mean it would be it'd be fucking cool if they had the coin star and i could just go throw in my 50 dollars a quarters or whatever that i've been collecting for the last year and it goes straight to bitcoin i mean like i, I would be down for that but yeah. it, it sounds like it's like way more complicated than it needs to be well you know what it sounds like to me it sounds like they're pivoting it sounds to me that they're like, okay, this change thing is not going to work out. So, like, why wouldn't they give you the payout? So maybe they're saying, oh, maybe we'll get into Bitcoin ATMing. Maybe that will be the future for Coinstar. I don't know if they're doing well. I, I barely see anyone dump it. I see a random person dump change in those things every now and then. How well could they be doing? I don't know. I think they're doing pretty decently. I see them. Pe- I see them being used quite often. I guess they're they're you they they make enough money, right? Yeah, but, and th- and they also have deals with like Amazon where. That's true. They won't even take a fee if you go to an Amazon card, uh, if you get your change and take it in straight into Amazon. So I don't know why they're not Maybe doing they, the same thing. Well, well, I could understand there needs to be a fee on the Bitcoin. I understand everybody has their own way of getting some sort of money for a Bitcoin transaction uh, that they kind of that they uh, that they give. But but there's some weird thing to me because they're first of all they're a payout coin system. You're telling me that they ignored the fact that you get paid out on Bitcoin? That doesn't make any sense to me. You know they knew that, so there's some reason why they're making you go through the hoops. They're getting those extra, you know. They want your information. Well, okay. That's they what want I- your information. They want the extra fees, probably. Yeah, they want both. Damn. It's insane. It sounds much. complicated. It's bad enough you got to walk into the supermarket with your, your change, you know? like <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I'm okay with it. I do it quite often. Thanks. <laughs> but I just mean like it's, it's like, already embarrassing you got to use your change. It's a hassle, you know? Yeah. And I'm, now it sounds like a hassle to get your Bitcoin. I thought it was going to be really cool as, an, as a great way for newbies coming into the space and want to buy Bitcoin but are afraid to do it online. I thought it would be a great and easy transition and it just kind of it blew up in my face it's it it hurt it hurt to find out that they couldn't accept coins and it hurt that they that you still had to go to online and put in all your information and do all that stuff it was annoying but i mean i can't be too mad at them they're operating in the u.s 
BitPay does the same thing. Let me ask you guys this question. This is even though there's fees and yada yada yada, that is still sort of like some kind of adoption here. I mean, it's Coinstar saying, "Hey, we want to kind of get into Bitcoin." I mean, what about that side of it? What do you think of that? Nah, like, yeah, maybe there's like crazy fees, but at least they're they're doing something, right? Can there be positive out of this kind of thing? I mean, that's the way I look at it, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, there might be some extra hoops or fees or whatever. They're probably just trying to get get a little extra cash. It is what it is. It's a business. Um, but the matter of fact is like, it's good for the overall space. Uh, it does, uh, like it is some form of additional adoption. Um, and the fact of the matter is there's coin stars everywhere, man. You know, like there's coin stars in almost like every fucking grocery store, uh, in every city. I mean, maybe not everyone, but there's a lot of coin stars everywhere. And the fact that they are, uh, even considering Bitcoin uh, ATMs in each of those same similar locations, uh, it, it's just going to spread the word more. It's going to be a good thing overall, in my opinion. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, I always try to see like, like, here's the thing, Daniel, that I like that I mm-hmm. see is that, yes, fees are high, but the more adoption, the more use, the lower the fees are going to get eventually on across the board on ATMs and stuff. I mean, it's just a matter of there's, if they're not making money on usage, they have to charge more money. Um, that's the other side that, it, but at least they're trying, you know, <laughs> at least this is something, a new company getting involved in the crypto space in a time where it's not very popular. I know? mean, that's the one thing I do like is that the first thing that you see and uh, you'll see it on the pictures, the moment that you touch the coin star to start the whole thing, there's a uh, cash, Bitcoin, and then gift cards right there is uh, your three options. Yeah. Or four, okay. there's a fourth option that I'm forgetting, but that's pretty, that's still okay. But the, uh, the amount of work <laughs> that I have to, that I would have to do is still so annoying. Right. Fix that. Well, uh, moving on. Uh, now, have you heard about this entourage Kevin Connolly show that's being developed about crypto? I know, man. I have. I'm, I'm pissed they didn't invite me. What the hell? <laughs> you would have been perfect for this show. Uh, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Real quick, for those who haven't haven't heard about it, there's uh, Kevin Connolly who played E on Entourage uh, has a deal as most as most um, as most people do. And you know what? I actually really like Kevin Connolly as a director, and um, he's a pretty good producer. Um, he's gonna pr- uh, direct and act in, but he's mostly doing this as like to just make money off of and produce a show called Cryptos. And the uh, the idea behind it is these people who are trying to become actors and break into the Hollywood and break into Hollywood uh, are upset because the mainstream studios are not bringing up new new people and it's all rigged and yada 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 so they're going to decentralize the whole movie Hollywood industry? movie studio industry. Oh my god, that's funny. I don't know how. So we'll see how, how that decentralized the entertainment industry. Uh, put everything up on Steam. I don't know. Wow, <laughs> Nye, what do you think about this movie? Besides not not getting the call. Um, well, first off, yeah, I'm pissed I didn't get the call. I should have had the main role. That's some bullshit. Um, <laughs> I agree. No, but besides that, I don't know, man. People are creating stuff, you know what I mean? And some of it might not seem like the best this or the best that, but the matter of fact that people are creating things around uh, the concepts and the ideas um, uh, of crypto, like I'm I'm bullish on that as a whole, you know? I mean, like I like to stay positive on these type of things, you know? I'd rather have that dude, whoever created, I'd love, I'd rather have him creating that and putting crypto out there to the masses in one way, shape or form. Like that's probably what he's good at. That's probably like his, his expertise. Like don't, don't quote me on that. I don't know the guy at all, 
But I would guess like if he's making a TV show, he's probably made other TV shows in the past or it probably has some film experience. Now, oh, like, yeah, he's, he's, he's been around for a very long time. Yeah, so the, the, the fact is like, like to crypto Twitter and things like that, it might seem a little cringe. It might seem a little like, dude, why, why would anybody watch this? But the fact of the matter is that guy has obviously found some inspiration from cryptocurrency, enough to make an entire TV show out of it, and enough to put his, his neck, his resources, uh, his time all on the line in order to do so. Um, so, man, I just applaud him. You know what I mean? He's doing what he's doing. Um, am I going to watch it? I don't know. Maybe I'll watch one episode. We'll see what's up. But, um, but yeah, just if, if, if you're listening out there, man, you, you, uh, you need to get me on your show. You're missing out. You are missing out. <laughs> we'll, we'll add him on this, on the tweet when we pull out the, put out the episode. Perfect. <laughs> um, no, he's, I, he's extremely talented. It just, uh, it cringe. You know what it is? It's the title that gets me. It's the ma- it's mainly just the title calling it straight up cryptos yeah it's not like you know what i really like um the uh the way other shows mr robot incorporated just as like vernacular just as this is our this is the digital world this technology world this is what people use so when he'll he'll mention when he mentions bitcoin it's like as a part of the important part of the story uh future man also kind of does it too like his game uh his whole his whole console got destroyed in future man and he goes oh, i sold my whole bitcoin for that or and then in this season he talks about they, they use ethereum they're using ethereum in the future or whatever it may be so i just thought it was really cool just as like it's just it's incorporated into the world which i feel that if we do that a little bit more often i feel like adoption may be a little bit easier or right. curiosity may, may spark a bit more well, let me just give you my, my thoughts on Entourage, first of all. <laughs> I stopped watching it after maybe three seasons. It went so far. It was like, how many times can he go to the top and then go to the bottom? Every season was getting to the top and then crashing to the bottom in the beginning of the next season. Uh, as many times as Robert Downey Jr. And did it, just I to guess. top it off, I'm, I'm sorry, but Kevin Connolly was one of the most unpopular characters on entourage he was the main like oh yeah the good guy uh him his relationship with that girl sloan i could give two shits so i'm like i don't know what kevin Connolly has honestly done for me like uh creatively so we'll see i just i think it's great adoption wise like great make a show but is it going to be good i have no idea and if it's just like entourage i don't think i have a high feeling it's because <laughs> oh, he's God. been he's been around for a long time and this man uh, accomplishes a lot of uh, a lot of things that are very surprising. You don't realize that he's the one doing it. He's the one pulling the strings behind it. So, um, I've followed his career. I got I got faith in the show, but change the name is all I'm gonna say. Um, I hear you, man. Yeah, sorry. I I, I just like because like I'm like who the hell is I? You're saying all these great things about Kevin Connolly. He's okay. He's a good the good producer. He's, he's no like uh, he's good. Jude Apatow or or Judd you know, Judd whatever. <laughs> he's He's good. He's trust good. Me. What is he? C good trust or B good? He's A good, actually. <laughs> okay. I'm just fucking around. Uh, final topic is uh, Facebook. Uh, what are they doing, Daniel? Something about... So months? this has nothing to do with crypto, but um, I wanted to bring it up and kind of talk about it because this is something that crypto is trying to, to tackle. Um, Facebook, because they're getting a lot of bad, um, lot of bad press for young people, they're getting a lot of bad press, period, uh, really... You kind of talk to somebody now, and they say, "Have you, do you use Facebook?" And like, if they say yes, they're usually like over fifty, <laughs> or something like right off the bat. It's like, "Oh, I put it up on Facebook." It's like, "Okay, Grandma, thanks." Um, but they're trying to bring, uh, trying to get the younger crowd again, 
by bringing out a new social media platform called LOL, which is like a meme, which is supposed to be like a meme platform for you to share your memes and create profiles and all this other stuff. But we got to remember why we're walking away from Facebook. And we have to, like, if you see a kid getting on LOL, you do your best to get them off of it. Because um, they're still collecting data. They're still selling our data. Nobody's being punished for this. Nobody's, nobody, nothing's happening to these guys. And um, we need to continue taking control of our own information. We need things to start getting a little bit more decentralized. So it kind of brings up the point, or am I, am I wrong in wanting a, decentralized facebook do i or should it always be centralized in terms of social media now what do you think of that um i mean okay so i think it's i think that's an inch this is an interesting topic i'm working with one company right now uh that's building a uh a form of decentralized uh social media um i think that it just depends on the user, man. I think it depends on the user. I think people are switching and starting to realize the importance of privacy more and more and more. And the realizing, like, like when when I joined Facebook, I don't know, in high school when I was like fucking fourteen or whatever it was, you know, mm-hmm. um, like I didn't give a shit about privacy. I didn't even like it wasn't even a thought process in my mind. Like I didn't even like think like, oh, I need to keep this and this and this um, private and and make sure like like my whole life was on Facebook. Uh, and still is for uh, like a large majority of people to see whoever wants to go scroll through my Facebook. Um, if you're my Facebook friend, you can see that, right? Um, but nowadays, I think that people are, are, are wanting more privacy because they see how their data is being used. Uh, they didn't know the way that, you, that, that Facebook or Twitter or these things would be utilizing their data. And they could see that it's actually intrusive on, on their lives and things like that. So, um, I think there'll be a form of a decentralized social media. Um, will it be fully decentralized? I don't know how it's all going to work. It's going to be interesting to see how it all works. But um, yeah, that's kind of my opinion on it. Uh, my opinion is that this is going on, obviously, with everybody. Apparently, this is what I'm learning: is that our, our you know, every company and social media is taking our identities in some form or another. Whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. What other ones are there? I'm forgetting. Everything. <laughs> Any, everything. And now, can you... So they're breaking all these laws, but like the internet is just moving so fast. It's like, how are we going to like... How is how is decentralizing things... It's so hard to do it so fast right now. It's like, how are we going to stop them so fast with decentralization when it's so far away, really? So it's barely touching the surface. Steam is one of the only ones I could say is close to like a social media kind of like decentralized system that actually has a working utility and now they're losing employees you know like well, well one thing that i kind of like is how brave is is doing it the brave browser the bat bat uh, they um they just launched your option to finally see advertisements and, and 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 you get to choose exactly what information you're willing to give to them and you can make money off of it so i feel that that should be that can be done now well, that's I guess that's that a working now. utility one too. Yeah. That's, but that's a browser, right? Yeah, it's a browser. Okay. But I'm saying the technology is there. It can be done now. You can choose what what information you gave away. You give away, and and in theory, that's what Facebook was supposed to do. <laughs> but because of how they decide to do their own business, they decided to get a little bit greedy, a little bit, a lot of bit greedy, and and sell everyone out, and nobody's 
nobody's to answer for it. So that's just the big part of that. The big part that's annoying me is we should be having our choice, and we sh- and if we agree to something, they should abide by that agreement. So I don't know why. Well, here's the funny part: is that say like someone goes to Congress and like is is putting all these appeals in. Immediately after that, he goes to his office and checks his Facebook. You know, yeah, without thinking, because it's a part of a, especially in America, it's, it's a part of our culture. Yeah, I'm not saying that we can that we can actually get rid of it all right now. There's it's it's almost impossible. There's businesses that thrive off of this. There's like that that need uh, social media. We need social media to promote ourselves. Well, let me let me ask you guys this: Do you think that Facebook in the next ten years will be a big player in the cryptocurrency game? Nye, what do you think? Ah, uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think th- I think the answer I think the answer is just like it's yes. Um, uh, specifically because like you know they just like uh, what is a couple months ago they just announced that they're going to do a WhatsApp token. You know, and Facebook owns WhatsApp, so they obviously are going to be a major player. They're going to put it. They're going to like put a token within WhatsApp so people can send money to each other within WhatsApp, uh, which is going to be huge. It's, like, that's over a huge 100. app right now. Everyone uses huge. It. Everyone it's huge. Uses it's over over like over a hundred million users in India alone, or something like crazy like that. I don't remember the exact statistic, but it was something absolutely absurd. Um, so, will they be a major player? Yeah, I don't think that Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, is stupid. I think he's smart, and I don't think that he can just sit back and say, "Oh, we're going to ignore cryptocurrency uh, and 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 fade into irrelevance." Um, there's going to be some way, shape, or form where they adopt it in, into into all of their their things, in my opinion. Right now, before you answer, Daniel, uh, my question to you is: In ten years, they do a successful decentralization of Facebook, and guess what? They protect your privacy. What would you say? Yeah, but that's not that's that's not going to happen. I highly, you can't. But you're, you're there's no. Way I'm telling you hypotheticals. So are you? No, I'm not saying hypothetical. Facebook will always be centralized. But why can't a company get it right though if they fucked up? I mean, I think that depends upon the users. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't think that depends upon Facebook's choice by any means. Um, Facebook will either stay completely centralized and utilizing the data in the way that they do. Um, and they'll do that as, and they, they will do that as long as they can do that. Right. So that just depends upon where the users start to move to, how much data they continue to share. If, if Facebook starts to get less and less data out of their users, and if their users start to move to other platforms where their data isn't shared, and if actually this becomes like right now, the whole privacy thing with the data, it's, it's, it's a, it's a well-known issue, but it's only taken serious by a very small amount of people. Uh, if that group expands and it grows, um, then Facebook will be forced to change their uh, their model uh, in one way, shape, or form. It's 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 uh, it's not up to Facebook. It's it's up to the users. Yeah, I mean, I know what Facebook is trying to do. They're trying to be like, like uh, you've been to China, right, Nai? Um, yeah. You, mm-hmm. Have you used WeChat Pay? Uh, I have WeChat. I use WeChat on a daily basis, but it's very challenging for me as a foreigner to get money into WeChat Pay. Oh yeah, it's it's really difficult. You can get it out though. I was told, but you can't get it in there. Um, but the that that's used everywhere throughout all of China. Um, and that's essentially what we're trying to do with with a uh, cryptocurrency today. We're trying to use it just the same way. Um, I don't know this rem- So this WhatsApp coin reminds me a lot of that WeChat Pay. But it also kind of reminds me in a way of Apple Pay. We've had Apple Pay, we've had Samsung Pay, and all that, and all those things. But they haven't really taken off here in the states, at least, a whole lot. And I'm just trying to figure out what, like, why don't you? You have iPhone. Why don't you use Apple Pay? Um, I have used Apple Pay. I think the problem is merchant use, meaning access at merchants. Not all merchants do accept it. 
Uh, so I think that's where my problem was because I'd go into Rite Aid and they're like, oh, you guys accept Apple Pay? Okay, I'll do that. But then I know that normally in other places they don't. Like 7-Eleven is a main uh, convenience store that's on every corner in LA and they do not accept Apple Pay, which bothers me. So why should I use it? So I don't use it. But do I want to? Hell yeah. I don't want to have credit cards anymore. I want to just put, do everything on my phone. You know, like everything should be done on my phone. So my wallet gets thinner and I don't have to deal with credit cards anymore. Like I'm all for that. So if it's WhatsApp is a crypto that's using that or it's, it's so yeah, it's merchant use. It's uh, can I use it at the merchant? No, not all the places. Nay, because you're more of a world traveler than I am for sure. And I don't know about Andy. Um, I don't think you've traveled not much recently. The world. <laughs> uh, so how are are you using more digital forms of payment versus credit cards and cash, or are you still, or what is what are you using mostly as you're traveling around? Dude, mostly credit card, bro. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, actually, that's, it depends. It depends upon the location. I always have cash on me when I travel, which is interesting because when I'm in the U.S., I don't, I don't carry cash. Um, I have, like, a little bit of cash sometimes in my wallet if I have to pay people uh, face-to-face via friends or something like that. Um, but the matter of fact is I, I rarely ever, ever use cash in the U.S. When I go other places abroad, I do use cash because some places accept it. Some places accept credit cards. Some don't, you know. Um but yeah, it's either like like I never like I never use Apple Pay. I'm not like I don't think I've ever used it once. I have it set up. I just don't think I've ever used it, um, and it just hasn't been adopted on on a on a way that like I want to use it. You know, I'll tell you which digital app I use the most because I know for a fact I can use it is the Starbucks app. It's completely digital, and I love that. I love not and and here's the problem: it's it's not decentralized because it's at Starbucks, but I use that app more than anything. I just reload, never have to worry about a card exchange. I just take my little QR code, they scan it, I get my coffee. Uh, I use that the most, and that's because I know I can use it. So that's that's the best way to describe. But I want to do. I want us to get there, and I think crypto can kind of help us. But even that has problems. And my other question to you, Daniel, is: You're mad that that they're taking privacy and stuff but here's binance that maybe in 2006 the very beginning they have a photo of me smiling with my hand pointing at like all this information in my driver's license here's a cryptocurrency that has my private information binance or P- polonix binance, binance? Okay. i still have that photo i only have the one for polonix they made me give my social security number they they said i can't trade over this amount of btc unless i give them my social and, and everyone's talking about, you know, privacy. So that's why I believe that we have to also get on decentralization of, of crypto exchanges before you could talk about, like, everything else, like social media getting on there. So too. what's going to be first? Exchanges? I hope or it's exchanges because, I mean... Adoption in markets for using that. Well, I think you want things to start in the crypto world instead of going reverse, right? So I want it all... Like, we still have to worry about that in our own space. So... That's that's one of my main points, and we got a long way to go. A, a little tidbit: I've been off Facebook now for literally a year. But you're on Instagram. But and I'm on WhatsApp, Instagram, so it doesn't matter. And WhatsApp <laughs> doesn't matter. But I do feel like the reason I got off Facebook wasn't because like, oh, I hate Facebook so much. It literally took away a lot. I'm already on Twitter enough. God forbid I had Facebook too. It kept it distracted the crap out of me. I still have Facebook, and I look at it, but Ugh. it's just so. It's so just in passing, just in case, again, like my mom sends me something because they don't have the other stuff. Right. So that's really, that's all I use it for. 
Anyway, uh, Nye, thanks for joining us on the news segment. Before we let you go and really appreciate uh, the time today, we have a little game show we play, uh, and it's called Shitcoin or Sci-Fi Movie. Um, so uh, have you ever heard of this game before? Or It's kind of new, sort of. I have not, but I can assume what we're going to do here. Yes, sir. Okay. You can absolutely assume. I will go ahead and give you 14 choices. You can tell me if it is a shitcoin or a sci-fi movie. Are you right, ready perfect. to play? I'm, I'm ready. Let's do it. All okay. right. The first one up is Extro. Uh, sci-fi. That is correct. Sam Phillips is, and his child Tony are playing outside their farm. The, fa- the father is abducted <laughs> by a strong light. Three years later, the light returns and plants a seed. A half-human, half-alien creature grows up, and when it, moves, and when, when it moves, it is run over by a car. All right. Well, you told us the whole movie. You're welcome. Next. All right. One. <laughs> Next, Playgrounds. Uh, shitcoin. That is a shitcoin. Two. I have a feeling Nye's going to do the best probably out of this. Don't jinx him. Tetsuo. I'm sorry, what was it? Tetsuo. Tetsuo. Uh, definitely shitcoin. That is a sci-fi movie. The film opens Damn. with a man called the only man, Yatsu in the credits, and or the metal, fit, uh, the metal fetishist in English, <laughs> cutting open a massive gash in his leg and then shoving a large threaded steel rod into the wound. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Next, Metropia. Uh, sci-fi. That is a complex Three. story of a misaligned man through, though good intent, creating a nightmarish dystopian existence. Oh. Next, you lord. You lord. Yes. Uh, Shitcoin. That is correct. For Riot. Bulwark. Bulwark? Yes. Um, sci-fi. That is a shitcoin. Damn. <laughs> Chrysalis. Chrysalis is a shitcoin. That is a sci-fi movie. A computer Damn. hacker, Patrick Muldoon, learns of the plot of the backwards need aliens to overtake the Earth using their shape-shifting talents. Whoa. <laughs> Next, Sharder. Sharder is a shitcoin. Yes, it is. Five. Chronopolis. Shitcoin. That is a sci-fi movie. The story Damn. of a gargantuan city lurking in the sky, colonized by powerful immortals who have become jaded with eternal life. <laughs> Next. All right. Kiros. Uh, shitcoin. That is correct. Six. Pulse. Shitcoin. We have it as a sci-fi movie, but I kind of feel it may also be a shitcoin. But here's a sci-fi movie. Uh, Highly aggressive paranormal intelligence thriving within the electrical grid system of Los Angeles, California, is moving from house to house. That's basically it. It terrorizes appliances. (laughs) But it's definitely a sci-fi movie. Next one up. Quark. Quark is a shitcoin. That is correct. Arbidex. Arbidex sounds like a exchange, um, so I'm gonna say shitcoin. That is correct. That's nine. Singanor. Uh, sci-fi. That is correct. A high-tech military technology. That's ten. And their last weapon, known as Singanor, the weapon breaks loose and attempts to destroy. That is all of the options, sir. You got ten. You got ten. I gave you the pulse because yes, pulse is actually both. So because it's both. Yeah, I was. I was looking at that. I'm like, I think that's actually the best anyone's done because we've only done with like three, four people right now. Yeah. Uh, So you're leading the pack. Uh, To win though, you have to get all right, but no one's ever done that. So you got ten. That's pretty good, man. Hell yeah, man. You really do know your shit coins. We do. We do. (laughs) It's a hard game. Like it's kind of you know we used to do shit coin or Pokemon, but we used a lot of Pokemon, so we had to change it. (laughs) To sci-fi I movies. have no doubt. I have no doubt. Um, so, yeah, before I wrap it up, though, I just wanted to, like, open up the floor. Just could you share any of your social channels for our, our guests that might not have uh, run into you on Twitter before? Just where could they find you, Nye? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, you can check out my website at evolvement.io. That's the website of my podcast. You can find me on Twitter, CryptoShillNai, Instagram, CryptoShillNai. Um, it's pretty much it. Cool, dude. And uh, thanks again for uh, coming on. And, uh, you know, it's it's still very early in 2019. So uh, I hope the best for you and all your endeavors. And we hope to run into you as well. So uh, Thank you very much, guys. Glad, glad to be on. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. And for Andy and uh, I'm sorry, for Daniel. And this Andy, is Andy. Sure. This is Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. See you guys next week.